equality of opportunity, equality at the ballot box, for the guarantees of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have fought to preserve one nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Yes, we have fought for America with all her imperfections, not so much for what she is, but for what we know she can be. Hey, sis, listen, if you don't want to do something, don't fucking do it. Simple. Don't let nobody pressure you or make you feel like you got to do anything for anybody. The only thing you should be doing is staying true to your melanin and your, um, <laughs> and your nationality and then die. Outside of that, what else is there to do? It is Black History Month. No, I know. Okay, I tried it. Moving on. Um, Yes, it is officially Black History Month. Yes, Black Panther is the official mascot of February in my eyes. Don't care what you gotta say. Oh, well. Move on. (laughs) No, but... I wanted to talk about Black Panther, mainly because Black Panther 2 is not coming out this month, and we need to keep the momentum for that movie going, because it is legendary. Now, the Oscars is coming on on February 24th, and I don't think that they have a host anymore. I'm not sure if Kevin Hart decided to say, hey, he'll do it or not. Haven't been following that don't like Kevin, not interested in what he's doing. Best of luck to him, though. Anyway, back to Black Panther. They are officially nominated for six or seven awards, I believe, overall. And, get this, baby. Um, what's her name? Shoot, the actress, um, Lupita. You got your man... Um, shoot, Chadwick Boseman, you got Lupita, they out here slaying it for the kids. And um, Black Panther actually made history, Oscars history, for being the first superhero movie ever nominated for Best Film. All those Marvel movies? Where, where, where you at, sis? Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. But the only other Marvel movie that was nominated was actually Infinity War. And Black Panther beat that out because they Black Panther nominated for seven. Infinity War was only nominated for um, Oscar for visual effects. So best of luck with that one award and those chances while Black Panther has a whole lot more to look forward to. But um, the only sad thing I was... You know, not sad, because you got to take your little wins. But the only thing that I was really... Mm, I don't want to say really. I don't want to seem ungrateful, because black people can seem ungrateful sometimes. But I'm going to say the only thing that I was wishing or expecting was for an Oscar for acting, directing, or writing. But 
you know, we're going to take what we could get. We break in history and stuff like that. So I'm very, very, very excited to um, watch those nominations and to actually watch the um, performance. Um, One of the nominations that Black Panther got was for All of the Stars. That is my tune. Yes, SZA ate it. Kendrick ate it. And they're nominated for Best Song. And they're actually going to be performing it. The Oscars were only going to allow Lady Gaga, Kendrick, and SZA to perform. But I'm guessing they got dragged on the internet fiercely. Scalps bleeding. So they're going to let all five of the Best Song nominees perform. Um, You can definitely check those nominees out on Google. As I was only interested in Black Panther. Okay. But off of the Oscars, um, Black Panther actually won a couple of SAG Awards, too. A couple, actually, two. Just two. But they won SAG Awards for... um, The most important SAG Award, I believe, was for a cast in a motion picture. Because the cast wasn't nominated for anything in the Oscars. And to be awarded by the SAG Awards is, is a little bit more important in my eyes. Um because you actually get nominated by people in your field who are on a rotating basis, so it's not the same people. And I would feel that that would be more, that would hold more weight than the Oscars, though they are more prestigious. But anyway, shout to Black Panther, shout to Black History Month. Y'all are going to be hearing my mouth all month about being black and enjoying it. And I'm also going to be talking about some of the things that aren't popping about being black and it's a lot of those too because some of y'all just really plug my nerves but anyway enjoy your month and um stay tuned so i'm on twitter and stuff or whatever and you know throughout the week all kinds of shit is happening so I see a lot of people was talking about the um the game track. Now mind you, I don't listen to him anymore. The only thing that I can reference game to is this is how we do that 50 Cent was on on that song a long time ago. So y'all have to excuse me. But I feel like it's all a piece of publicity. Like he got a new song out talking about some he went off on Kim Kardashian basically while they was fucking. Now, he said, I held Kim Kardashian by the throat, nigga. I made her swallow my kids until she choked, nigga. I should apologize because you ain't my folks, nigga. Hey, hey, you can add a little beat to that and get it popping or whatever, but he's corny. <laughs> okay, now, 98. of the male African-American cisgender population has been inside of a Kardashian. If you're a celebrity, might I add. If you're a celebrity. Nobody cares, sir. I'm not sure what song you're gonna put out, what reality show you're gonna be on, what new artist you're promoting. I, I don't get it, and I'm not here for it. Y'all really just need to leave them girls alone at this point. That's just like saying the same thing about the people all the time. Like, it's corny and it's tired. If you don't have nothing else to talk about, you should definitely stop rapping, give it up, and go do something else. 
And then he was going off, oh, I didn't know that it was about being nice. It's not, girl, but come on. You just picking at Kanye to get some kind of buzz for whatever you about to do. And it is late, sis. Very late. Very. Alright, so it is February 1st, and y'all know we are in Grammy season, so it's almost time for this late-ass recording academy to give out some board awards, and I wanted to go over a couple of the topics that matter to me. Now, I'll just put this out there as a whole, the nominations are late this year. When I say late, I mean 2008 late, like, girl, who... Who put these names in the hat and then picked them out, sis? Like, who did y'all allow to pick straws for these names? But neither here nor there. Um, best pop solo performance. Now, I'm really going over the categories that matter to me. Not really here for everything, but we're going to talk about the categories that I live for. Best pop solo performance. That's going to be between Camilla and Ariana. But we got Camilla, Ariana, Beck, Lady Gaga, and Post Malone up for that. Sis, if we talk about performances, I don't know which performance they choose to, you know, put them against each other. But Ariana's vocals are it. You know, she's everything with the vocals. Camilla just gives more on stage with Havana. And her vocals are it too. So, I mean, if you want to put... There's really no other competition here. Beck, girl... Lady Gaga, I'm really tired of the Joanne era. It's time for her to sit with that. And Post Malone, what are you doing on stage but running back and forth and singing a song with a mic? Mm-mm. Moving along, okay? Best pop vocal album. Now, of course, we got Ariana again, okay, for Sweetener, which, if I'm being honest, the girl forgot she put out an album. Ariana put out Sweetener, Mac Miller died, she broke up with Pete or whatever, and she got a number one on Thank You Next, and she totally forgot that Sweetener was an error. And now she has a whole nother album out. Is it out or did... Ghost of Sean, much I follow, but... This album really came and went, and I'm just... She's probably not here for any of these awards, but... Best pop vocal album for Sweetener. Then you got best pop vocal for Camilla, Kelly Clarkson, Shawn Mendes, Pink, and Taylor Swift, girl. <laughs> I'm trying to figure what I'm going to say about these people, but all I'm going to say is Camilla's album for a debut on her own was, it was cute. It was very cute. Um, if she was a regular pop girl coming out by herself before Fifth Harmony, not too sure I'd have been here for it. But my expectations were met when it came to her album. It was a little boring, but it was cute nonetheless. Kelly, as didn't listen to your album, Shawn Mendes. I'm here for anything that you do. Vocals are it. Pink, I love you. I just didn't hear that album. And Taylor, it's going to be a whole no. We're going to ask you to not step in line again. But, and if she wins, y'all know somebody bought Miss Award for her. And there the fuck is going to be that, Okay. So now we're going to get into the real tunes, baby. Okay? So best R&B song. Who y'all think? 
for 2018. The nominations was for um, Boot Up, Come Through and Chill, Feels Like Summer, Focus, and As Long As I Live by Tony Braxton. When I say Focus, y'all gonna think it's the her song, but it's not. It's by somebody, I don't even remember who. Now, Boot Up, Come Through and Chill, and Feels Like Summer. Feels Like Summer is a close second or third, but Come Through and Chill, baby, for R&B? Listen, that song gives me all of the vibes. Do you hear me? It gives me all of the me and my bae is laid up. We chilling. We minding our business. This breezy. We in a hammock or something. We sipping lemonades and all that with a little bit of vodka in it. Like, that song really puts you in a vibe and a mood. Like, why wouldn't that win? And then you got booed up. That song was cute, too. We're going to move on outside of that. <laughs> Best R&B album. Tony Braxton, Layla Hathaway, Leon Bridges, and Her. Her had an amazing year last year. Fucking amazing. I went to see her at Broccoli Fest. She performed with Daniel Caesar. This lady sounds just like she sounds on her album. Like, her voice is not to be played with. Her melodies, her harmonizing, the production on her album. If you're not an R&B lover, then you wouldn't like it. But if you're anything close to somebody who loves good music and loves feel-good music and and loves music that makes you feel something, then you'll definitely love her album. And I really, 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 really hope she wins. I really do. And there's no shade to anybody else in that category. Tony, you could really use it. You could use a win right now because you've been taking a couple L's, sis, this year thus far. But um, definitely here for her. Now, where we at? Best rap and perform. I really needed to take a drink or something just now because I am about to get a dry mouth from going off about this category. Okay. So, the Recording Academy felt like Nicki Minaj, the queen of rap, okay, wasn't... It wasn't necessary to add her into the, um into the nominations. Now, y'all can run back and forth and talk about, um, oh, she missed the date, she missed this, she missed that, she pushed the album, like, whatever. But I don't care. Don't care. I'm pretty sure she made it. And she should have been on somebody's nomination for at least Chun-Li for Best Rap. At least Chun-Li. Which goes into me saying that... (laughs) This whole shit is a popularity contest. None of this is really moving for me because it seems like that. Like, in 2018, everybody was so more enthralled and engaged and hating Nikki. For what? I don't know. For made-up stories and lies. Than they were in listening to her music and her fourth album, which is Legendary Queen. Go get that. Yes. Um... In any case, I'm here for Kendrick to take home Best Rap Performance for King's Dead and Best Rap Sung Performance for All the Stars, which I hear it might be performed at the Oscars. I'm not sure. I'm going to talk about the Oscars in the next segment, but I don't want to, you know, mix up what I'm talking about, okay? 
But yes, I'm here for all the stars. That song is a vibe and a mood as well. SZA ate that. Kendrick ate that. Production is everything on that song. Lit. Okay? Now, the best rap song is probably, most likely, gonna go to God's Plan. I don't really care who else is in the category. A bunch of late-ass people. But that song was literally everywhere. I mean, I'm not here for Drake right now, his bitch-assness. But... Drake was literally everywhere for a smooth 80% of the year last year. Though we are tired of him, he was everywhere. And, I mean, everything he released was everywhere. And not that it's better than King's Dead by any means, because TDE is that is that clan, okay? Kendrick is lit, but, well, I mean, it's Drake, so... <laughs> I mean, they got they had in the ring, so let's see what happens between um, Drake and TDE for the best rap song. Um, now, the best rap album category, baby, it's a joke, like I said. And it's either going to go to Miss Popularity, Cardi B, or Mr. I Sell Clothes to Hit the Charts, Travis Scott. Or, no shade, posthumously to Mac Miller. And then, like I said, it's no shade. But if he got it, it will only be because he's dead. That's it. You know how it goes, and you know that people only get their roses after they die. This man got all of the love, and of course his songs jumped and stuff like that, but, you know, after somebody died, their music start hitting a little bit more because people know they'll never get it again. But that's all I really want to say about that album because, I mean, well, that category, best rap album, you know one of them three is going to get it. Cardi is up for a couple of Grammys. Why? I don't even have to go into why. I'm not giving her no time here. Not today. Not tomorrow. Mm-mm. And um, Mr. Travis Scott, haven't heard any of your album. Not interested. All I know is that you sold a couple of shirts that people still haven't received. And those counted as albums. Anyway, y'all go listen to Queen tonight at midnight. Or what is it? Yeah, it's Thursday at midnight, Friday morning, 12 a.m., Hard white video out by Nick Minaj, and um, you need to check it out on Vivo. Yes, but outside of everything else with these Grammys, they're late. <laughs> they're late. Not here for them. Best of luck, though. Hey, so maybe you can make it make sense to me. I am a little lost, torn, and I'm thrown. Confused, maybe. I just want to know a little bit something about expectations and how people um, have you fucked up when it comes to expectations. Um, How is it that you can expect somebody to give you 110% energy into whatever deal relationship that y'all got going on when you steady providing 0.5%. You're not even giving me a full one, sis. You're you're giving me 0.5. Where's the other 0.95? I don't don't get it. Meet me a percent of the way somewhere. People never... This is... 
leading me to believe that people don't really think and it's just so much easier for you to spew bullshit out your mouth than actually think about it. How is it that I haven't spoken to you all year? All year about anything positive that's going on in your life or mine. But in January of 2019, you hit me up to tell me you're... You're changing your expectations on your friends because some of you guys seem to not know what it means to be a good friend. Oh, oh, is that right? Okay, well, I decided to go ahead and just block, erase, delete, and chop you. So this way we wouldn't have that issue anymore. But that's just a scenario, okay? I need y'all to help me understand how is it possible that you're wanting or people want so much but don't give a damn literally good morning y'all today is sunday um what date january something i think it's the 27th my dates have been mixing together so um i'm just gonna go ahead and say it's sunday i woke up today with all of the positive positive energy I woke up with outlook I woke up with drive I woke up with motivation and I just wanted to share that with everybody else and in saying that uh scrolling through my feed this morning while I'm waiting to go into work I'm seeing that uh well first of all I love black business I love small business I love supporting people that need the support um I love seeing our black people or even minorities in general just go out there and make it happen. Follow your dreams, quitting your full-time corporate job and stepping out on faith. So I was scrolling through my uh, social media feed and I saw that uh, an 18-year-old female named Zandra Cunningham, she just started her own beauty line. Not just started, but she just landed a deal with Target for her own beauty line. It's organic, it's all natural, and it's plant-based. So, this young lady is 18, this young black female, this melanated queen, is 18, and she's been working on her brand since she was nine years old. I'm going to take a moment of silence and let that sink in for a minute. She's 18, just got to deal with Target to sell her products in stores, and she's been working on her items since nine years old. There is no excuse or no amount of pushback after reading this that could allow, there's no amount of pushback that would allow me to stop moving forward in what I'm doing and staying consistent with my podcast and with everything else in life. She's 18. She's been working since nine because she was or is obsessed with skincare and healthcare. If that is not motivation enough to get you up off your flabby behind or fat behind and go do something, you in the wrong universe, sis. You need to go lay back down, wake up, and try again next week. I don't know, but fat shouts to Zandra for that. Definitely going to be supporting that line. It's called Zandra, and it'll be in Target stores soon. Uh, I read the post on XO Nicole, who is somebody that... I look at at, as a um, a little little mentor, a little journalism mentor. I love her 
I love her story. I love her journey. I love where she's going and how she's rebranded. But in any case, everybody stay blessed. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be a beautiful day. And just keep your head up, man. More than likely, by the end of the day, I'm probably going to not be feeling the same. But I'm going to do my best to keep the attitude consistent. And I hope y'all do the same. Nicki Minaj's queen ever is not over, okay? It it really isn't. I know some of y'all are wishing, praying, hoping, and it's just not. And about 14 minutes ago, my sis released a smooth and a good hard white video. So I'm about to give you a nasty piece of um my own reaction, audio reaction, because I'm not doing the whole live thing, video thing yet, you guys. And I really need y'all to feel, ooh. Mm. My bitch is eating it with these headpieces, though. You can't tell her absolutely anything. Yes, pretty Nick. Hey, yo. <laughs> bitch, yes. Fucking yes. Clean face, yeah. Me, Olivier, Jordan, and my baby Winnie. Partying in Paris, these bitches is embarrassed. Remember, remember, who the fairest? I don't know about a hundred fifty. Y'all have to. I don't care what you say. You have to give it up to her. She has been the only rapper, let's say female rapper, to be this consistent 10, 10 years in the game. Even your other favorite rapper is not, who's been in the game 20 years, is not hitting this consistency. Y'all might try to get on her about her chart positions and shit, but your fave wasn't even touching these chart positions in her fourth era. Top is off. You didn't see him downgrade. What? I ain't, I ain't never, never have to. to get the pole okay, you hoes. Listen. Tour is coming soon. I'll be on tour serving it. And bitch, y'all need to get the fuck into this motherfucking video. I'm not sure who's creating these headpieces for my sis. But he's eating it. And here she go with her acting shit. Come on, Nick. Give personality. Yes, bitch. Looks for days. Fucking daddy B. Ooh, child. So by now, we have all heard about the attack on Jesse Smollett, who is the Empire star, you know, Jamal from Empire, right? Now, just to give you a little background, hold on, because I'm going to open this pink lemonade and drink her, okay? Because Miss mouth is dry. Ooh. Yes, God. But, okay, in all seriousness, Jesse was attacked by two racist white men in Chicago, and... These are men who actually yelled, this is MAGA country. You know, the slogan for Donald Trump, uh, Mr. Make America Great Again. Now, they actually beat him. They berated him. 
racially and with racial and homophobic slurs. And then they put his head in a noose and then poured an unknown chemical on him. Now, it's 2019, baby. Every time I read this, I think about uh, 1998, Matthew. Oh, man, y'all know what I'm talking about. It was the biggest gay bashing case back then. Matthew something. This young man was tied to... uh, He was a white man, but he was tied to a fence and left for dead, and then he ended up dying. And, oh, man, it just reminds me of that so much. And it's so sad that I would have to go and remember a traumatic situation like that back in a time where there weren't any social justices, let's say, for the LGBT community. And now in 2019, we got to look at somebody getting gay bashed? Girl. (laughs) This could have been anybody. Anybody I know. It could have been me. It might not have gone down the same way. But it could have definitely been me. Trust and believe. Now, the main reason I wanted to talk about this was because it's beyond crazy to me how what's making headlines right now is the fact that Jesse won't give up his phone. We can all speculate as to what's in this man's phone, who he's talking to, and things like that. And I will give it up for my good sis and say, you know what? She's a good one. Because she will not allow nobody's business to get out there. Because you know people messy. But at the same time, Jesse, you was on the phone with your manager. And we definitely need to know what's going on. But if they can prove that this phone call that he was on was not, you know, important to the case, then I say let it be. But I don't know. Like... Why is this the topic? Why aren't we talking about the fact that they're saying it was possibly homophobic and racially charged? Girl, what's that? I need somebody to explain to me what racially charged is. Racially charged? You mean, girl, it was a racist attack? And I'm not sure what possibly homophobic is either. How could you pop... Listen, all these words they throwing around to be politically correct. And this man could have lost his life because they want to make America great again. I just believe that gay bashing and it really doesn't have a place in 2019. But I believe that this, the leader of this presidency or whatever y'all want to call the man, the president, that's what he is. He just stoking the fire and so much hate and discrimination in the country and it's ridiculous it's really sad because I want somebody to come up to me and try me fiercely you not gonna walk away sis okay because I keeps me something to get you together like a motherfucking 50 piece puzzle okay who I'm not saying that they know who to do it to or whatever but and I'm not asking for nobody to try to attack me but I be ready, baby. I, mm-mm. I be the fuck ready. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, honey. I'm looking over my shoulder all the time. <laughs> mm-mm. No. Ooh. But 
I just want to say justice for Jesse, and I hope he gets better. And I would hope that they put a spotlight on something else in this story other than the fact that he don't want to give up his phone, sis, because that's a bit the fuck much. But get better, Jesse. And this is a message to anybody that feel like gay bashing me. Don't do it, sis. It's not conducive to your health or your future. Baby, I almost forgot I wanted to talk about the backlash that Gillette, yes, the razor company, is getting themselves into, which I don't think they should be, but hey, we're in a society where everybody hates everybody and social injustice is running rampant and girl, whatever, but Gillette made themselves, okay, a two minute long ad promoting the ideals of the Me Too movement. Now, this view of the Me Too movement was more so saying to the men, like, hey, let's change the behaviors that have been going on and let's do something different. Let's stop the cycle. And, you know, Gillette was always, you know, Gillette, how a best a man can get. You know how they used to give them commercials, baby, and who used their razors. And I'm guessing times have changed and the ads are, you know coming together differently but a new ad that uh, got released in advance of the Super Bowl and I'm pretty sure that they're probably gonna cut this by now it is channeling the Me Too movement and what are they doing? Undercutting toxic masculinity here for it all the way here for it because toxic masculinity is the reason that a lot of people can't be who they are nowadays anyway because there's this fear of if I'm not this way then they're gonna act like this towards me girl don't even get me into the story of my life and how I used to live like that but that's another story for another time but I did want to touch on this because nobody's really like they barely touched on this in the media last week and after they said a couple of things they just let it go but I thought that this was something very interesting to talk about and I'd love to you know, light a fire for dialogue because the first half of the ad, it portrays males as like, you know, sexually harassing women and being quote unquote what they say men and basically bullying like other little dudes and stuff like that. So then like halfway through, you know, the narrator goes and he basically says like, oh, something's changing that there will be no going back and you can't hide from it. You can't laugh it off and, you know, quotes like that and no more making the same old excuses. Baby, I know that touched the heart of somebody's old aunt or old uncle that is stuck in some old ways, baby. Because the narrator then comes on and, you know, as he's still talking, an, uh, a dude comes in and he there's this picture of, like, two little boys fighting. And the man is, like, in the back, he's like, oh, boys will be boys. And I don't know. Like, that was very triggering to me because that's a lot of what I used to hear when I was younger as well. Boys will be boys or be a man and men don't cry and things of that nature. But I did want to shout out and I'm not going to be long on this topic because the Me Too movement is one that we could go on with forever which ties into surviving R. Kelly and girl we know we're all still surviving him. So um, 
big shouts to Gillette for standing up for change and trying to change something and be different in today's society where, as I said, fear is all over and everybody's just trying to undercut, you know, everybody else and stand on top. But Gillette wanted to, um, you know, be different and they actually are getting backlash for it. Though I don't shave my face or anywhere else, I'd support them if I could, but I won't because I don't shave and ain't nobody got nobody to be just out here buying razors just because. But thanks, Gillette. Okay, so this has been a weekly episode of Red Talks. I want y'all to enjoy your day, stay blessed, stay prosperous, be effective, be productive, and just, you know, secure your scalp all week. We will be back next week with another episode of Red Talks, and I appreciate y'all's feedback. I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate everything that y'all have really done over the last three weeks as it pertains to the podcast and getting back to me. So thank you. Okay, stay blessed. And um, stay popping.